The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoopball NBA DFS Today podcast, the very first one of 2020. Uh, a very exciting and happy new year to everybody, uh, all the listeners out there. I hope uh, this is the year where you have everything that you want come to you, including some fantastic NBA DFS wins. And that's why myself and my partner here, uh, the Mr. Shark himself, uh, Mike Apatri and I, and I am Joe Sarvati, by the way, affectionately known as Coach. And Happy New Year to you, Mike. Are you ready to kick off 2020 in NBA DFS? Absolutely, man. I couldn't be more excited. Uh, we were just talking a little bit before on air. This is like the perfect time where... You know, you could take a step back, kind of, you know, look over, review what you were doing for the first half of the season kind of thing and see where you need to adjust. Maybe it's the types of games you're playing. Maybe it's the the nominations you're playing. Uh, Maybe it's just your approach in general. So it's a good time to kind of reflect back on that 2019 season that we just went through uh, and just take everything that we that we did and replicate it. And this is push it forward and just grind it out, grind out some more wins. We had Andrew coming off of a big win. Uh, Hopefully we could get some of that momentum going for us. We're going to do it, man. Absolutely going to do it. So uh, without further ado, well, let's jump on this little four-game slate. Uh, I had uh, the last show we did, buddy, I think we had 14 games, if I'm not mistaken. That was interesting. <laughs> so a uh, little bit softer schedule here with just four. So that's a good thing. Um, and they're interesting games. Lots of news. Uh, we want to try something a little bit different for the first show of the year, just to see uh, how that goes over. So, you know, hit us up on Twitter and everything and, and let us know what you think. But uh, at the start, I figured I'll just do a quick rundown of uh, while we're uh, recording, what the situation is with everybody uh, as far as health wise for anybody that's on the list as out questionable uh, or probable. Uh, so let's uh, let's try that out real quick. First of all, we have Giannis himself uh, right now is probable, 75% uh, to play, but it's certainly something we want to uh, keep a, an eye on because he's had some uh, issues with that thigh and missed a few games. <clears throat> we have Anthony Davis, who is on the probable list. I don't know if it's just Anthony Davis of the Lakers just sort of trolling all of us DFS players, but he literally is on the probable list every single day. So very interesting. They're, you know, he, they said he has a sore right shoulder. Well, so do I, Mr. AD, uh, but I'm not making $250 bucks to play hoops. So get your tail out there. But he's probable 75%. Hopefully he'll be uh out there, I would expect him to. Uh, one that's really uh, a big, going to be huge news for us is we have Bradley Beal questionable, and as we know, that just changes everything with the Washington Wizards. Um, you know, he missed the other night, and and guys uh, 
went bonkers. Uh, you know, we we sort of knew uh, that that uh, Jordan McRae had it in him, but uh, it's Mr. Matthews. How about that? Uh, I got to ask you about that, Mike. Did you see the game that uh, that young man put up? It was fantastic. Uh, you know, it's all this value. I, I was all over McRae in that one, so that one paid off well for me. Me uh, too, but but did he? Anybody play Matthews or Matthew? I'm not going to Whoever he not. is. I did yeah. not. Um, you know, I tried to be as transparent as possible. He's somebody that wasn't really even on my radar. Uh, but, you know, that's that's the way DFS works. It's You kind of got to uncover those rocks. and You got to be a step ahead of the game. So if you were on that train, you know, you did something right. You did your Good research. You, you, don't, you don't accidentally fall into a guy like that. So no, uh, shout out no. to anybody that actually did roster him and got him at that, you know, next to 0% ownership. Yeah, that was one of the most, if not the most, surprising DFS line of the year, I think. I mean, nobody could have seen that coming. But we'll talk a lot more about this game. But, you know, Beal being in or out, you know, if we're going to – we should have that news uh, because that's the first game. And, we're, you know, again, we do every single game. So we know some of the the sites you can play all four. Some have it split up. But, you know, we're hitting all four for you. Uh, we should have this news on Beal beforehand, and that that obviously will change everything. But uh, Garrison Matthews, that that guy just cracks me up. But so we'll find out. Uh, you know, he is still questionable with that lower leg injury, so we know that that's going to be up in the air. Jeff Teague is uh, doubtful. Um, it does not look like he's going to lace him up. He is hurt pretty good uh, with. Uh, I think he's got. I think he got ruled out already, Coach. If I'm not mistaken, uh, oh, so I thought I saw something where he said that he's he's not going to suit up on Wednesday. Uh, well, I'm lo- I'll, I'll let me read this to you because it affects the other guys I'm going to talk about with Minnesota, and this is this is fresh from one minute ago. So it says the Wolves list Wolves listed seven players on the injury report prior to Wednesday's game. Carl Anthony Towns with a knee, Andrew Wiggins with an illness, and Jake Lehman with a toe are out. Teague is doubtful. Travion Graham with an illness and Noah Vonley with a butt muscle pull known as the glute. They are questionable. And Josh Akogi is probable. So they're going to suit up like seven or eight guys. Uh, it also goes on to say, Jared Culver started the last two games with Wigan's sideline, and Gorgeous Dong, Gorgie Jing, uh, has has made, uh, been the interim starter with Towns on the sidelines and has taken uh, advantage of that time. Uh, Teague suffered a right knee injury during the first half of uh, the previous game, but did return to action but it is giving him some trouble today. So you may be right. Maybe somebody's got that uh, out there already, but uh, boy, that makes the Minnesota game a quadruple head scratcher. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's just going to come down to however you, you game script this type of uh, this atmosphere in this game. So that's that's the approach I'm going to be taking with it. We'll, we'll touch on that um, when we get to them. And, uh, you know, that's going to be the major impact. I think this is where you're going to get most of your value from. Yeah, there's no question about it. Uh, we have Aaron Gordon also listed as questionable. Um, he missed the last game. Uh, it's a left Achilles soreness, so definitely very questionable there. Achilles is not something uh, that you want to play around with. 
Uh, Wesley Matthews for Milwaukee, the old man, he's getting up there. Thigh contusion, he's questionable. Uh, we, I mentioned all these Minnesota dudes, um, and that's like half the page is Minnesota. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams, the backup guard for Orlando, is out. Uh, Frank the Tank Kaminsky is questionable uh, against the Lakers tonight. Uh, so uh, that's something to, to take a look at. Uh, uh, it's odd because uh, he was probable the last game and received a uh, DNP coach's decision that with DeAndre uh, Ayton being back. So to go from starting center to not even getting in the game, uh, maybe he's questionable because his feelings are hurt. I, I don't know. But uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, the, the marvelous Mario Hazonia, if anybody cares, is questionable. Here's an odd one. Reggie Bullock is back with the Knicks, and uh, I read that he, he's probable for this game, by the way. Uh, he's been uh, upgraded. He had had cervical disc herniation that missed the entire season so far, and the coach said he is going to throw – Bullock directly into the rotation starting with this game. So we'll have to talk a little bit more about that and how that's going to affect some of the other guys on the team. Um, they also have uh, Nidalekina and Smith Jr. and Damian Dotson, all three guards, questionable. Uh, Nidalekina with a groin, uh, an oblique for Smith, and a back for Dotson. So Good God. I don't know how the hell we're going to figure out the Knicks by any stretch. That is a nightmare. Um, Kevin Knox is probable, so he'll probably lace him up, but he's not 100%. And that's it. That's what we've got so far on uh, the players uh, as far as who may be in and out. And, uh, you know, generally that – the reason I wanted to try to start leading off with that is, let you know, it, it inevitably – uh, is a big part of your build. I mean, you you always are able to grab a guy or two value because of injuries uh, and maybe fade a guy or two that's not 100% that other people are playing. And I think, you know, uh, that may be a, a differentiation that we want to point out uh, on the front side of the podcast. So what do you think, Mike? I know I sort of threw this at you at the last second, but uh, – I was thinking about it a lot this week, and I thought, man, you know, that stuff is so, so important. Because we talk for two hours sometimes, literally, over the games, and when we build our lineups, two or three of those guys, boom, are automatic because of all this news. So let's, I figure, let's start there. Yeah, I mean, I like it. It's a good way just to get it off at the top. It kind of, uh, you know, levels the landscape for everybody. They can kind of just, you know, get their notepads out, write, out, write down all these guys that they need to keep an eye on throughout the day. Uh, right at the top of the show. So it, it, it kind of puts everything into perspective. And, you know, if uh, listeners let us know if you guys like us doing it this way, we'll continue doing it this way. We're just trying to make it so that you guys can get all the information uh, in the easiest and best way as possible. So uh, we appreciate any feedback that we can get on it. Absolutely. And, you know, the other reason I, I thought about doing it this way is, all right, out of this group, there's about, what, nine guys that are questionable. So if, you, you know, the probable and doubtful, you can feel a little, fairly you know you got to check it don't try, try don't you know stick with that but you got to check it but on the questionable guys that are 50 50 those are the guys you got to jot down and some sometime throughout your 
afternoon or up till lock. Those are the guys you need to find out about. So that also gives you a little cheat sheet. So, you know, if, if we do them throughout the show, sometimes you may miss one or you're listening at work or at lunch or whatever. So this way, you know, the, the questionable guys, get them down, write them down, jot them down, uh, record them on your phone, just say them in your phone. That's an easy way too. then when you listen to them back, you can uh, get after it and not miss anything because that makes all the difference in the world. You know, the, the thing that drove this home, and I had been thinking about it for quite a while, but the other night, I James Harden was questionable with a toe. And uh, he, he hasn't missed a game in like a bajillion years. And I read from one of the beat writers that it, it was just sore and, and they felt like he was going to play. Well, I rostered him in cash. And that's like a, a mortal sin for me if you're not sure a guy's going to play, a hundred, you know, like close to 100%. You don't put them in in cash, and I took a goose egg. And the rest of my lineup scored 295.4 with a damn goose from Harden. So you talk about, you know, if that was the wake-up call I needed to bring it up this way, then, uh, you know, that it, it happened for a reason. So I'm looking for some reason why I took a bath that night, man. <laughs> had, to, had to scrub yourself clean of that. Oh, get that, God, get that yeah. zero off you. No, it – it's the worst, man. And it, when that happens, it's almost just like it ruins your night. Yeah, you know, like, especially like you said, you had such a good core going. Uh, you're watching all these guys on fire, and you know, you're just thinking, uh, if I just if I didn't play that hard, and if I didn't play this one guy, you know, you're looking at the the, the one one swaps you could have done, and the difference in the standings you'd be making, and it's a burner. It's something that you always end up thinking about. And uh, you know, hey, coach, I'm glad it, I'm glad it happened to you because now look it where we does. are. <laughs> you know, that reminds me. About a year ago, I was driving home from work. I had my lineup locked in. I had Javale McGee as the as the uh, the the value guy on the entire slate. We haven't talked about this in a long time. <laughs> do you remember that story, Mike? No, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Actually, uh, I can't say I do. I can't. Tell, tell our listeners that don't know that story because I don't think I've brought that up for like at least a month. I think there was some savvy DFS shark who uh, kind of talked you off of McGee when he had one of the biggest games of his career um, against the Nets. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I think it was Kyle Kuzma I told you to pivot to. It was, he was returning from injury, and uh, I was wrong. <laughs> JaVale McGee, for, for those that want to look it up, he had 26, 17, 6 blocks and 3 steals. And I finished in the top 5% of that tournament with playing Kuzma instead of McGee. And, uh, man, I have never let my brother here live it down. But I figured, you know, it's the first of the year. You know, it's good to cleanse that stuff out, let it go, <laughs> and move on. So Absolutely. we're good now. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I took one off the chin. You got to take one off the chin once in a while. It happens, you know. But, again, I try to be as transparent as possible. <laughs> and it's not like I'm going to sit here and say I thought McGee was going to be a good play that day. It made a lot of sense on paper why he was. I was just trying to take my stance, get away from that, and uh, go towards Kuzma. And uh, yeah, now I get now I get ridiculed on the regular <laughs> for it, dude. You know, it is it, it's almost <laughs> worth the cash money, just because every once every couple weeks I'll just blankly send Mike a picture of JaVale McGee and some. You know, he's such a I, God bless him. Not that I, I mean I could stop a clock myself, but he takes some goofy looking pictures. So just to be able to send a big close up of that 
to uh, to my man Mike on his on phone. Uh, it, it makes my day. So <laughs> I, I love it, Coach. I love it because you know now I got to think about Javale McGee uh, every single sleep. It haunts uh, me. Yes, he does. And speaking of that, he's the late night hammer tonight. Wouldn't that be a coincidence? Oh God. Good God. All right, what could go wrong there? All right, well let's let's get rolling. We only have four games, uh, but you know it wouldn't be right to start the season out without stretching a show and Mike and I doing uh, uh, small talk. I mean, that's just sort of what we do. You know, I was, I had a couple solo shows, Mike, I buzzed through those like, uh, you know, one of those power saws through a wood, but uh, you know, we're back to uh, our chitter chatter. We're like a couple of old ladies. I tell you nothing <laughs> against old ladies, but um, we want to thank uh, my bookie. They are our presenting sponsor. Go to mybookie.ag, put in the uh, promo code DFS today, all one word. That's the name of our show. And you get up to uh, $1,000, half of whatever you put in. So you put in two grand, they give you 1000 in my bookie, uh, real dollars to, to wager. So I know everybody's hot and heavy on all these bowl games, NFL playoffs, and certainly, hopefully, we're giving you some edge on some of the NBA stuff. So, uh, you know, mybookie.ag, I tried them out, uh, hit a couple uh, nice little ones. I, I haven't been playing the last couple days, but I'm going to try to build on that. Uh, but really good people, really good uh, customer service. And, you know, uh, like I say, I just was dabbling around to try it out and, yeah, throwing my 50 bucks in and, uh, it's 75 boom just like that so it's it's fun to be able to mess with that so go there and also our uh original original presenting sponsor hawaiian isles kona coffee company we love those guys they've been with us from the beginning uh look them up online hawaii hawaiian isles uh it, what is the website i always mess that up com. <laughs> say it again uh, hawaiian isles.com and, uh, it's hawaiianisles.com okay and but that's good i always forget it and then we have to say it that makes it everybody remember it so there we go but I mean, I the, the, amazon's the easiest way just try. amazon is yeah yeah we'll it's there you. the next day yeah no doubt about it all right let's get rolling buddy four games first game 6 p.m eastern uh standard time games so be aware that for those four game slates you got uh, weird uh, lock time an hour earlier than normal on the East Coast, and I guess an hour earlier than normal wherever you are. Uh, Orlando Magic at the Washington Wizards. Uh, let me give you a quick uh, look at what the numbers are. If I didn't click out of that point, and I did click out of it. So you want to start on that, and then I'll give the the numbers afterwards. Yes, absolutely. So I think, you know, we touched on the injury news with Bradley Beal on the Washington side of the ball. That's going to be the thing that greatly impacts not only this game, but the entire slate as a whole. Um, you know, the usage that he gets uh, distributed amongst the, the other starters and the rest of the guards when he's out is just absurd. It's it's something that we've been targeting for the past few weeks. Um, so if if he plays, uh, I'm really not going to be looking at anything on, on the Washington side of the ball if he plays, just because all these guys are priced up as though he's still out. Um, I'm kind of anticipating that he's going to play coach. He practiced fully on Tuesday. 
so yeah. it's still questionable. But the, getting a full practice in uh, the day before a game is generally a good indication of whether or not a guy should be able to suit up. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards he's he's going to be playing. Uh, and for that reason, I'm probably not going to have a lot of Washington now. If he sits, obviously, I think we can go back to some of these bench guys, whether it's you know Jordan McRae or if you want to go to our guy Matthews that we were just talking about. Gary, <laughs> Gary Payton uh, Jr. has been playing absolutely fantastic ball ever since he's kind of signed on with this team. His minutes were a little bit limited in the last one. Um, and that was also probably just because of a, a little bit of a blowout. Uh, you know, get McCray and Matthews some extra run because they got smoked by the heat pretty fast. So um, I yeah. wouldn't have a problem looking at those guys. But, again, they're priced up. A lot of people are going to go to them. The Orlando matchup is not a cakewalk matchup by any means. They're pretty good defensively. So I, I think for all those reasons, I probably won't have a lot of shares on anybody on the Wizards, Coach. All right. couple things. First of all, the most amazing thing is the the Heat didn't smoke the Wizards. The damn Wizards smoked the Heat. Oh, I, they, I, I reversed that. <laughs> yeah, and because everybody we talked about it too. I mean, I, everybody thought the Heat were going to go in there with no Beal and just steamroll them. And here the Wizards beat the hell out of them. So I'll will tell you what, man. You you have never know in basketball. Uh, so you know, wager very 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 lightly because. It is hard not to be, you know, if, and if you do wager, it's at my bookie, but you know, nothing is ever for sure, man. That's why you got to play it between the lines. But, uh, Gary Payton, the second, by the way, he did say in an interview, he doesn't want to be called junior. So I wanted, you know, we got to get, we got to make sure we're like exactly on the money here, Mike, you he's know, li- me, he's, he's listed right now too. So, you know, he's a fan. That's right. He he better be listening. Uh, and I, I like I said the other day, day, I'm ODC. Oh, I mean OCD and a little dyslexic. That was just a little joke I wanted to throw out there. But anyway, um, the Wizards. Uh, this game, they are a four-point dog at home against the Orlando Magic, even after whipping the heat. No respect from, from Vegas at all. And the over-under is 221. Uh, Magic have an implied total of 112.5, Wizards 108.5. So, you know, again, this is one how how can we really give out the information, uh, you know, unless Beal plays. I'm with you, Mike. I read the same thing. I think Beal is going to play. Certainly he becomes uh, very viable. Um, I really like Vuk on the other side of the ball. What do you think about Vuk tonight? I'm always on Vuk, Vic. I, I love playing him. He's just, you know, when when you look at guys I like to target, I like to target those consistent centers with big upside. So you hear me talk about Whiteside all the time. We'll get to him a little bit later as well. Uh, but, yeah, I'm all over Vucevic in this matchup. He already burned them for over 60 DK points when they played earlier in the season. The Wizards yeah. front court is down to nothing at this point. Uh, so, yeah, I have absolutely no issue rolling with Vucevic. He'd probably be a very solid core cash play and a, a nice GPP play as well. I agree. I think he's a pillar for my lineup. And uh, if Beal plays, I'm going to I'm gonna dial Beal up. I'm not afraid of, of that. I mean – unless he's on a real strict minutes restriction or something. But I, I got a feeling, you know, I also read something about they're going to start, uh, and they're already talking about it, you know, load management stuff with him. Uh, so, you know, you got to watch that craziness. Yeah, especially with the lower leg injury kind of stuff, because early in Bill's career, he was always uh, suffered from stress reactions uh, yeah. in his lower leg. So, you know, that was always a fear when he first came, uh, came up and he started first playing heavy minutes. They always wanted to limit him. They thought that, 
he was going to be a player that would have to kind of be on some sort of you know monitoring or minutes restriction throughout his career because of the stress yeah. reaction issue. So um, it's definitely something to, to warrant. If you see any news on it, uh, spread it, please, because that's that's one thing that everyone's going to be looking at. He's, he's in a solid spot, and he's a great price if he's playing his normal 35, 36 minutes. Uh, but just that five or six minutes difference, if he's playing 30 minutes, if it's a hard cap of not playing more than 30, I'm not going to go near him. It's, you know, it's tough. It's Orlando's defense isn't that uh, – like, isn't that – you know, one I want to pick on as it is, like I said that. So, um, you know, we'll have to wait on the news. We're going to have to monitor it. It's something, but I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm anticipating him to play. I'm just waiting to see if I can figure out what the workload might look like. You know, it's funny. I just had a flashback when you said that. I don't know how many years ago. I'd have to look it up, maybe eight years ago or something. But Curry and Beal had come into the league similar time. And their first year and a half, they both missed a ton of time Beal with those, those stress issues in his lower legs and Curry with uh, both ankles. And I remember the whole article was about that those two guys could become all-star players, but it didn't look like their careers were going to go anywhere because they were so injury plagued. So how about that? That, <laughs> that, that uh, writer, I would think, is now uh, not doing piping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the back-to-back MVPs for Mr. Curry too. So, but anyway, keep an eye on Beal. I think you know that is it's a playable game. It's a nice over/under. Wizards certainly struggle on defense. If you play Garrison Matthews, though, uh, that would be the ultimate chase of all times. And you know, God bless you if you do. Uh, but I, I cannot. I, I need to see more of Garrison Matthews rather than what I call the Christmas miracle game uh, for him. So, all right, game two, buddy, 735 Eastern Portland Trailblazers at your New York Knicks, uh, adopting them as your new team for some reason. But the Trailblazers are three-and-a-half-point road favorite, highest uh, – or no, second-highest over under, 222-and-a-half. Uh, we've got 114-and-a-half. Uh, implied total of Portland, Knicks 111. What do you think, buddy, with all, you know, 97 Knicks guards uh, might play or might not play? Yeah, so that's going to be the news. Um, actually, before I jump into this, I wanted to touch on just one more player in that last one. I'm also going to have some interest in Evan Fournier, too. Um, I didn't want to just glance okay. right over him. So in the lineups, I'm not playing Vucevic. Maybe I'm going with uh, Whiteside at center instead. I'm going to be using Fournier to get some exposure against the Washington Wizards because you know that they're just so porous on defense. Uh, you're going to want one of these two scoring options. I'm expecting Aaron Gordon to sit out as well. Uh, just because, you know, this is this is an Achilles soreness. He talked about needing some time off of it and that this would probably be a good opportunity to get that time. So I wouldn't be shocked to see him sit again. And in that case, we're going to want to go to some of these go-to scorers in this Orlando um, lineup. So I just want to And, you know, I, and I'm so glad you brought up because here three points for you guys to jot down or keep in your brain if you can remember. We always target bigs against Brooklyn, and it hasn't done us wrong for two years. This season, there's two teams that you have to play the backcourts from the other side. When they're playing the Wizards, you got to play the other teams, at least one of the two guards. And when you're playing Cleveland Cavaliers, play one or both of the guards. I mean, it's worked out for us literally, you know, 19 out of 20 times this season. So I'm glad you brought that up, buddy. All right, thank you. And uh, we'll just I'll just jump right back into this. You mentioned all the guards. I think this is going to open up some – 
you know, some safe cash consideration for a guy like Alfred Payton. He's 6100 so the price tag is fair. It's, you know, it's not too expensive. It's not cheap, though. Um, and, you know, with all these guards out, it's pretty much securing him that 30-plus minute mark. I mean, he's been playing starters starters levels, running with the starters, and playing very well since he entered the starting lineup. So just giving yep. him a few extra minutes. He's a point-per-minute guy. He can get it done in multiple ways, whether it's assists, rebounds. Um, you know, he's not best score, uh, but he can also chip in a couple steals here and there. And I, I have no problem kind of looking towards him. Um, with with all these injuries. So I'm probably going to steer away from the guys like Barrett, like you mentioned. Uh, you know, they're going to get some new guys. Bullock's going to be back in this rotation. He's probably going to probably chip into Barrett's minutes a little bit, maybe Morris's minutes a little bit. So I think those two guys, they're fair price tags. I'm not going to say don't play them. They're not going to be guys I'm, I'm going to have a, you know, a whole lot of consideration for. Um, but for me, it's really just going to be Peyton on the Knicks side of the ball. And then uh, when I slide over to Portland, I talked about it already. I'm going to be playing a little bit of white side. He's just been Mr. Consistent for me all season long it's kind of hard yeah. to ignore what he's doing it's you know when he's when he's going against teams that play comparable centers he's playing 30 plus minutes and you can pretty much chalk up a 15 and 15 for him at that point yeah you can that's a tough call i mean i i like him too but i i've uh you know continue to always be worried he's going to throw a dud game in there and he hasn't been to his credit he's been very consistent and the Knicks have, have still stuck with even though they have the new coach that real awkward thing of starting Taj Gibson he plays like 10 minutes maybe tops for the whole game and they try to play Mitch Robb as much as they can unless he gets in foul trouble and a little bit of Bobby Portis. So that's a whole big mess there. I mean, I'm with you on Elf. I, I love it. I played him the first four uh, days that he, four games that he played. He started off at 3,700, and now he's all the way to 61. So that stings. But, um, you know, other than that, though, it's hard. You know, I, it's Randall's such a, a – I, I think Julius Randall's going to be – uh, a, a pillar for me, even at his price, because I've just watched him. He's in that beast mode mentality where get out of my way, give me the ball, even if it's a, you know. And I talk about this all the time because I love love him in DFS because he'll push his own guy out of the way for the ball. So he just goes after it and and gets to get buckets, goes after buckets. So uh, I love the Julius Randle play. I think he's going to do uh, really well in this game. And on Portland's side, I think, you know, you, you got a Dame's been red hot lately. Uh, and, you know, the, the spread's only three and a half in this game. So if it stays close, you know, this could be a really important game to have two of the studs. So I get the white side play. I, I, I may, you know, if I do go with them, I'll, I'll tweet it out there because that's a sign for everybody else to fade him because – he always bites me in the butt. You know, we have a couple guys each that we can never get right. But uh, but I like Dame and I like Randall, so I don't mind spending some money on this game, buddy. See, I'm actually uh, taking a different pro- – I don't mind Dame whatsoever. I mean, he's been playing absolutely phenomenal. The, the price tag warrants it. It's a solid matchup. Um, but I'm going to be trying to save a little bit of money when I'm looking at the go-to score. And I'm going to be going towards Carmelo Anthony, I think, coaching tournaments. I just think that, you know, him returning to the Garden, that narrative there for him, uh, it's a big one. You know, there's there's one player when we talk about the Knicks over the past, you know, 10, 15 years, that, and it's Carmelo Anthony. I mean, he, he set a lot Michael, of records. We, Michael, we went into 2000. 2000- 20 not 2010 <laughs> you missed a decade here brother I did. I did i was sleeping coach i was sleeping <laughs> if it was 2010 and we had this game i'd take carmelo 
Oh, I'm, but, a, hey. I'm on him, coach. I'm on the narrative. I like it. I, you oh, know, the past the, the past three games has just been poor shooting for him. The shot attempts continue to be there, 16, 14, 13, and 17. Over the past four games, he's shooting at a 25, a 35, and a 38% clip across those games as well. Um, I would expect, you know, I like the price tag. I think it's a fair one. I'm expecting some decent shot attempts. I expect him to want to come out here and make a statement. First oh, game of the will. year, going into New York, into the Garden. Uh, it's going to be fun. They're going to be cheering their ass off. For and he, him. and you got to remember, going into the season, when we were talking about teams that were, you know, taking speculative looks at Anthony and bringing him back, the Knicks, they they left the door open. They're like, yeah, oh, yeah, maybe we will. And then it's almost like a slap in the face that they never really offered him, especially with the roster that they yeah. have and all the garbage that they have going on there. Just a guy that can at least sell maybe another ticket or two. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of have some interest to him. Not enough where I'm going to be saying, you know, load up on him in your cash games because he is very volatile. It's Carmelo Anthony at the end. Well, of the he's going to be chalked too. Everybody's yeah. going to. That's going to be the one number one narrative. Everybody's going to be, hey, it's it's New Year's Day and and Carmelo's going back to the Madison Square Garden. So let's go. But uh, yeah, I know I get it. I, I get it. But I don't. I, I don't want to eat that chalk. Nah, Too much nah. risk. I get you. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like I said, it's not a good cash game play. He's very volatile. The, the word you use is risk, and that's what we try to avoid when we're building our cash game lineups. No doubt. All right, two games, eight oh five p.m. Minnesota Timberwolves, Milwaukee Bucks, big, gigantic, fat, eighteen point favorite for the Bucks. Is that the biggest so, spread we've seen so far this year, Coach? It is the biggest spread we've seen this uh, this season, correct. And over-under is only 221. So it's it's tied for the lowest over-under of the four games, even though Milwaukee's favored by 18. So I think <laughs> Vegas is expecting them to roll out. Maybe the, the water boy gets in this game and the, the towel boy, or, and they're going to score about 60. I don't know what's what's going on but they have an implied total for milwaukee of 119 and a half and they do have the t-wolves at 102 so you know good lord i don't know how you even where to start i mean do you play i can't put Giannis. Giannis might not play uh you know on top of that and it's blowout and i know Giannis is probably he's gonna play but is he really going to play that much where they're going to kill this team? I mean, I, I'm turning this game over to you. I, it's, it's just it's too impossible to figure out. Yeah, and that's that's the trouble with it. So what I'm doing is I'm just being a little safe and cautious with it. I'm not playing anybody on the box, uh, regardless of the spread, regardless of you know who's going to get garbage time for them. I just don't think it's necessary. I think we'll have better options just in the same game on the other side of the ball for similar price tags. If you want to go dumpster dive and get a little cheap, and that's kind of yeah. the approach I'm taking. So uh, we we talked about all this news looking over on the Minnesota side. You know, cats out, Wiggins out, Teague's out. It's going to open up a ton of value. Um, I you know I want to play some Shabazz Napier, but the yeah. overall defense between the Bucks and just this this game probably is going to get out of hand very soon. I don't know if that's going to limit his minutes. Um, like you said, they have very limited bodies, so it's not like they're just going to be able to pull their starters and play these bench guys a ton of minutes. But there's a few guys I did want to touch on uh, for this case of blowout, and it's guys like, you know, uh, Keita Bates-Diop, uh, Kellen Martin. I think both those guys around that 4 yeah. 4 one price tag on DK should see, you know, minutes in at least the mid-20s and could see, you know, you know, upper 20s, lower 30s if the game gets out of hand. Uh, both those guys would be decent value plays. And I want to touch on Jordan Bell because if Vonley sits, I'm going to be loading up on Bell as a value play. Yes, Dang is starting. He'll continue to start. He'll continue to see heavy minutes. But again, this game is going to get out of hand. I don't think there's any easy way to say it. And if that's the case, Jordan Bell could see you know, 20, 24 minutes off the bench and become a decent value play. Yeah, they have a third guy too that's been playing now. Uh, I could look it up. 
that also got in the last game. Let me let uh, me go. Nas Nas Reed. Oh yeah, Nas Reed. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what. I if you remember our talks in the preseason when I got back, that kid's eighteen years old. He's nineteen now. I love that Nas Reed kid, but. Again, he's probably going to play ten minutes, but no, that's a good call. Bring him up. That's a good call. Yeah, he's going to he's going to steal a few minutes from both of those other guys, is what I think. He might be the and play he's over good. Guy. Yeah, he, he may. I think he, I, now that we're we're talking about, he you know I'm breaking it out. Yeah, he might be the play over Bell at the end of the day. Uh, he's been kind of stealing the minutes that Bell should have been getting when he was when he first I know. came over. We expected a little bit of bigger, bigger role from him. So uh, that's a good call, Coach. I'm glad you brought that up because you kind of just uh, – I, I glanced right over him. Um, I didn't think too much of him, and he might be the guy I go to to kind of get some of that, uh, you know, bench big – Well, he's dead-ass minimum. So, I, you know, I wouldn't put him, obviously, in a cash game. But I'm, I'll tell you what. Just because I've been on Nas Reed since the summer league, I'll play one GPP with him in there. I think he could put up 20 fantasy points if he gets 18 minutes, don't Absol- you think? Absolutely. And I think 18 minutes would be almost his floor if Onlay sits. Yeah. This, so, you you know, that's something. It's a bizarre game, man. I mean, again, so many different moving parts to it. I think you'll find a lot of, like, the DiVincenzos get some play and – Maybe even Eliasova, because I don't know. It's just, it's a it's a very tough game. I'm sure a lot, a lot of people in the industry are going to look for an edge here. I think you end up putting a couple of these guys possibly on your roster because there's some value, uh, but it's monster risk. So for ca- for cash players, I would say this is the the best game to fade. Yeah, I, and absolutely. It's just the value play is the only thing I'm. I got any interest in is the value on this. I'm not going to be playing Ilya Sova even in blowout scenarios because he's 5K on DraftKings. So it's not that's not a discount whatsoever. He's still priced right. up because he was smashing with the honest out. So um, it's going to be tough for me to kind of like anybody on that uh, on that Milwaukee side. The one guy I did want to touch on, I guess, a little bit is Bledsoe and his price tag. He's only 5,500, so um, I wouldn't mind taking a stab at him. But again, game script that maybe you're running it back with a, like a Napier on the other side or a Dang, and you're hoping that for some reason this game could stay within 14 points and those guys get decent run. Absolutely. Well, Mike and I have decided that we want to put a challenge out there to the listeners since it's New Year's Day and everybody's making New Year's resolutions, and that is you try to join us every day on our NBA DFS Today podcast. You can listen to us anywhere at all podcasts are found. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube, you name it, we're there. So our challenge is get on there, listen to us, search for us, just DFS Today or NBA DFS today, it's going to come up. Take an extra 20, 30 seconds, rate, review, subscribe, five stars, likes, positive reviews, thumbs up, a couple of comments. All of that kind of stuff is going to help us just blow this show up uh, even bigger than it has this first couple of months. And our goal, seven days a week, we said it, FIBA, preseason, regular season, po- uh, postseason, into the Olympics. We're going to cover every basketball game that is offered on DFS, period. And, you know, we've done it on Christmas Eve. We're here on New Year's Day. Uh, You know, we're not going to miss a game, and we're challenging you guys to listen in as much as you can and and help us build the sponsorship, help us keep this in front of the paywall. Uh, I've heard all the shows, 
And I don't, I, you guys know me well enough. I'm not an arrogant person at all, but I think we have the best free content by far in the industry. So uh, listen in, make those comments, subscribe, the thumbs up, all that stuff makes a big difference to us. Follow us throughout the day. We're, our pros work their tails off. Uh, I'm at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. He is at M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Andrew, our resident uh, GPP champion, he is at Language Olympic. And our man, Miles, is at Miles, M-Y-L-E-S, 6565. Uh, tune in as much as you can to hoop-ball.com. Uh, go to the forums. Click on the DFS thread. Our guys, Miles and Andy, are unbelievable at keeping that up to date. They're putting lines, player movement, injuries, scratches. You name it, it's up there. So you, you've got all that support. Uh, that you can look at late night, early morning, you name it, it's up there. And then just follow us at Hoopball Fantasy uh, on Twitter. Uh, between uh, all of those things, we don't miss uh, a move. I mean, there's not going to be uh, something very, very seldom that ever slips through the cracks. And I keep a really, really close watch on that because I don't want any of our guys to ever get stung uh, like I did, which was my own stupidity on Saturday because Harden was 50-50. But, you know, we're not going to let you get in that position uh, to make that kind of mistake. So stay with us. Be with us. Let's have a tremendous year. Uh, I mean, this has been such a blast. I, I had a, a chance to talk to Dan Bespris for a little while here just to sort of reflect, you know, how quickly – uh, we are growing this and how much uh, our listenership is growing. And it's just awesome. Uh, we just love it. So hit us up on Twitter. Send us feedback. Uh, we always try to reach out and uh, and get that information to you guys. So we definitely uh, appreciate everything. And uh, let's just keep going in that direction. Um, all right. Uh, last game. It's the late night hammer. It's two. It starts two and a half hours after any other game. So you're going to have so much time to get your late night sweat ready for this game. I'm trying to stay awake after little sleep on New Year's Eve. Uh, and it is a 1035 Phoenix Suns at the Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers are favored by 11 and a half. It is a 226 and a half total, highest on the board. Implied Lakers 119, Phoenix 107 and a half. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, so this is going to be the game that I think a lot of people gravitate towards just because it's, you know, it's got some big names in it. It's probably going to be fairly competitive. Um, and it's one that I, I'm kind of proceeding with caution with. Uh, I already talked about several other guys around the mid-tier and cheap price tags I like. If you want to you'll start the Lakers, I guess, if you want to go with LeBron and AD, not going to knock you. I think I'll have at least one of those guys in every single lineup of mine. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'm probably leaning a little bit more towards uh, LeBron right now. Uh, but it's by a small margin. I mean, these guys, there's it's splitting hairs with them. They both, you know, look like they're at least 40 to 50 every single night. So I have yeah. no problem going with them. The only other option I'm really looking at on the Lakers side of the ball uh, would be somebody like Rondo. Uh, you know, even him, though, it's it's very, very hard to be enticed by him. I mean, the limited minutes are really impacting him. He's a good point per minute guy. Um, and when you talk about that 4K price tag, we've already named probably about five or six guys of value worth um, in those other games that we could go to over him. So not a lot right. of interest for me on the Lakers uh, in general. Uh, you know, you're, you're, it, it's just splitting up minutes um, 
evenly between just about everybody on this team outside of LeBron and Davis, and that really impacts everybody else. Um, sliding over to the Phoenix side, I think my fair play in this game is going to be Ricky Rubio. Uh, 7K, I think it's a fair price tag. Um, when yeah. I'm looking at guys targeting against the Lakers, their defense is real. They're very good defensively at every position, whether it's you know in the front court or the back court. So I look for the guys that you know can do stuff outside of scoring to kill, still get them and raise their floor a little bit. So Rubio's assist and rebounding and steal upside has me enticed enough to pay that 7K price tag, and I'd probably rather pay the 7K for him over Booker. Um, and I think that's mm-hmm. kind of going to be my edge. I think when people look at Booker and Rubio and only see a $400 difference, they immediately just want to go to Booker. They're like, that's, right. that's insane. So I think that's kind of where I'm going to try to take my edge. And uh, I'm not going to knock you if you want to play Booker. I'll still have a couple shares, and don't get me wrong. But I, I'm probably going to be a little bit more overweight on Ricky Rubio. And to be honest, I'm not looking at a whole lot uh, in this game. I mean, mm. those, those guys I just mentioned are probably going to be primary options. DeAndre Ayton's back. He played only 20 minutes. I don't... I'm going to want to see if his minutes are going to be limited at all. If they're not, I think we could look at him. Just because of the right. price tag, it's not a great matchup uh, by any means, but the price tag's nice at 6700 So if we hear that he's going to be playing more than 30 minutes, um, I could see going to him as well. Very good. What about on the Lakers side, man? Uh, it's just the studs for me, really. I'm just going to be looking at getting either LeBron or AD, one of those one of guys. Those two. One of those guys in every single lineup. I mean, Kuzma's minutes have been up a little bit. But when these guys are healthy, the usage just isn't there for them. Uh, no. you know, you're really looking to target Kuzma if AD or LeBron's sitting. So, right. you know, and I don't, I don't feel comfortable going to any of those other bench guys or any of those yeah. other wings. Like you're, it's so risky. It's too risky. It really yeah. is. And you're not getting a ton of upside out of them. So, no. Um, no. And I'll tell you, inevitably, you see so many lineups, they have a Rondo or they have a Caruso or they have a, a Danny Green or they have an Avery Bradley. And those guys throw up like eight fantasy points a lot of times. I mean, it's crazy. So I'm with you. I mean, one thing I do want to say, though, is I have there's a few times, more than a few, that that I have faded both LeBron and AD. And when you watch that late game, it is like a chewing on nails watching it because they're both so damn good. And if you fade both, you're, you're just so doomed, you know, it's like you can't get around them. So I'm not saying play both, but I'm definitely going to play one of them because, you know, every night, like you said, inevitably they're going, one has 60, one has 40 or one has 55, one has 50. I mean, you can play both. It's just, they're very expensive. So, you know, I'm I'm not sure which direction I'm going to go there. I'm sort of leaning towards uh, LeBron myself. You know, he was just named the athlete of the decade. That's got to give you a little extra juice on the bone if you want uh, when you're named the athlete of the decade. So that's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, I like LeBron as well. And for exactly what we just talked about, I am not getting sucked into any of those fringe guys for the Lakers. I have fallen for that too much myself. One of my New Year's resolutions, don't play scrub Lakers unless Micah Patria tells me to fade JaVale McGee. That's my only time I will. <laughs> and that's usually the, that's the stable move when I say fade and go with them. There you go, buddy. And then on the Phoenix side, I've got a little bit different take than you on this one. I uh, think Avery Brad- Bradley and Danny Green are the best one-two guard defenders uh, as a group, as a team of two in the league, and that terrifies me on the Rubio and uh, Booker front. So I'm going to get off of that, not even worry about it, and I'm going to go back with uh, Mr. Ubre Jr. I've just seen flashes of of games where uh, he just looks so darn good. I think you know 
uh, if they're trying to guard him with maybe a Kuzma or somebody, one of the wings, I think he could tear him up a little bit. And he hits the glass, you know, uh, well. So I think he's a pretty safe floor, high ceiling guy for the Suns. And, you know, I'm not messing until Aiton totally takes over. I'm not messing with the bigs there. Obviously, Aiton and Baines are splitting minutes at the moment. Kaminsky looks like the odd man out for the most part. Uh, so, you know, going a little lighter on that last game, but certainly going to be uh, riding the, the LeBron bandwagon or maybe AD. Uh, and that's it. So that's what I've got, man. You got anything else on any of the games? Nah, I think, I think we ran through it pretty evenly. Fantastic. I'm going to do a quick refresh of my screen, see if we had any major announcements on these guys. We still have the same guys, uh, probable and questionable. Eight million people for Minnesota and seven million for the Knicks. Uh, nope, all the same stuff. So, all right, guys, I think uh, I think that's it. It's New Year's Day. Uh, you know, the, the the biggest resolution I have is, you know, to to really give the best that I have to my family, my friends be the best person that I can be. And part of that is also giving the best to our hoop ball uh, family and also my Roto Radar family on the NBA DFS side. Just giving you guys the best edge, best opportunity to uh, enjoy it and make some money. That's what we want to do. Any final words before we close out michael no i just uh i hope everybody just you know have a good new year i mean it's uh you know resolutions aside it's it's a good time just to you know evaluate your life see what you could be better at as a person in general you know take dfs take work take everything out out of the equation and just like you said coach be a better person be there for your family be there for your friends if you know some friends are going through some troubled times pick up the phone give them a call and just be there for them um the little bit and the little differences in life make a big difference to some other people so um i'm, I'm kind of going to take that approach and i think i'm just going to try to get on the phone a little bit more and call those that are close to me uh, you got to do it and that leaves me with what i want to close which is to say happy birthday mom my mother is a nice, young, 81 years old today. And if I thought she was going to listen to this, uh, she would kill me because she still tries to hide her age, uh, <laughs> at, even at 81. So God bless her. But she's a New Year's baby, uh, great mom, and uh, uh, I, I miss her. She's in PA, so I'm going to be going up to see them soon. But happy birthday, Mom. So thank you, everybody, for joining us on this wonderful Happy New Year. Uh, we're excited for the season, uh, the rest of this year coming up, and uh, we, we really appreciate you all listening. So for Hoopball NBA DFS today, my man uh, pros, Miles and Andy and my buddy Mike, I am Coach. We will catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it on NBA DFS. Take care, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.